There have never been more options for your next vehicle, but the right choice has never been clearer. That's because Toyota has a high-performing hybrid built for your exact needs, like the stylish all-new Camry XSE Hybrid and Venza, the spacious Highlander and all-new Sienna with more cargo space, and the fuel-efficient and high-performing RAV4 Hybrid. Toyota hybrids save you time and money, filling up less often at the gas station. And of course, all with 10-year, 150,000-mile warranty on new models. Take the next step. Visit Toyota toyota.com slash hybrid or your local Toyota dealership to learn more. ¿Qué tal amigos? Mi nombre es Roman Rojas y Tremenda Vaina es el podcast donde te contamos cuatro historias que desafían la realidad. De las cuatro historias solamente una es mentira. ¿Cuál será? En el último episodio de Tremenda Vaina te contamos de un muchacho en China que vendió una parte de su cuerpo para comprarse un iPad. ¿Será verdad? ¿Será mentira? Suscríbete en iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify o tu plataforma favorita. También nos puedes seguir en Twitter, Instagram o Facebook. All right, you guys, it is time of the show where we interview someone amazing, amazing, amazing. He's a friend to the room. He's a DJ, empresario. You know him. Please put your hands together for Ralphie Mercado. Hey guys, can I, can I, am I, am I allowed to clap for myself? Can I do that? Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> it's all about empowerment. Clap for yourself. Yeah. Pat yourself on the back. Yeah. Yes. I've been doing the damn thing, Ralphie. Welcome to the Latinos Out Loud podcast. Oh, well, thank you, Rachel and company. Thank you for having me here. I'm looking forward to this. I'm so excited to be here with you guys today. Oh. You are like the king of like virtual music content right now. Like, I'm I'm so impressed and amazed at everything you're doing under this pandemic. And, you know, we were talking earlier a little behind the scenes about how much this has affected the live event yep. industry. So tell us a little bit about, about what's going on, you know, with your career and uh, let's kick it off, yo. Well, I mean, unfortunately, the whole world is dealing with, uh, you know, a, a pandemic that's affected a lot of people um, personally and business wise. And on the business side, it's really put a hindering on the entertainment business, especially live entertainment. That's, you know, my forte, whether it be from DJing, uh, producer of events, from promoter, from all the different hats where it really put a hindering on live entertainment. So now's the time to step out of your normal box, you know, do get up, come out of your comfort zone and figure out new ways to evolve and change. And, you know, you pivot, you, you learn and you, you try new things. And, um, and we've been having a little good run here with, the, with this whole situation. Um, I've been doing the live stream uh, DJ stuff. We do uh, 12 shows a week. Wow. Uh, live stream. Yeah, 12 shows a week. Uh, and now I'm producing, actually, this Saturday, a, a live stream concert event. We have a big wow. live stream concert event happening this Saturday uh, with Alex and Station of Friends, uh, produced by yours truly. Uh, oh. We have such we have great artists like uh, Mike Towers, Raul Alejandro. We have uh, Faruco, uh, We Sing. We have um, Wow, uh, uh, Manuel Turizo, and a whole bunch of surprise guests coming through. Uh, and actually, it's actually gonna be and unlike a lot of other live streams, this is gonna be live, live, wow. live, live. Explain so that concerts, to us. What does that mean? Well, well, a lot of concerts that have been going on, you know, they're great live stream concerts. You know, they look fantastic. But a lot of them have been pre-recorded. Most of them are actually pre-recorded edited 
and then put up on lives. This is 100% live on the spot to the second. Like whatever happens, if shit goes wrong, oh well. <laughs> it's like, deal with it. Like, like no, but like, listen, okay. and, that, and that's part of what people are missing. Like, you know, the, 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 the a lot of stuff has been cool, but people are, are getting tired of seeing, um, you know, acoustic performances in people's living rooms. They want to see shows, like actual shows. Yeah. You can't go to Madison Square Garden. You can't go to the Beacon Theater. You can't go see your favorite artist. So we're actually going to do a fully produced show. I'm talking about stage, lights, video. Like this is going to look like your front row Madison Square Garden concert. Oh my it's, God. It's our production. It's going to be really cool. And like I said, it's going to be live live. So, you know, there's no, there's no fake in the funk. Like it is what it is. Right. So and we're looking forward to it. It's going to be uh, really great this Saturday. And you can watch it in your underwear, which is a good thing. <laughs> yeah, you can, you can watch it in your underwear while eating popcorn and drinking a Corona. Join. That's a shameless plug because Corona is a sponsor for the event. I, I know. I see, I see that. I see that. Where is it going to take place? Everybody's going to be, all the artists are going to be in one one particular space? All, it, all, everyone's going to be at one location. So we're bringing everybody in. So there's not oh, like no. cutaways. So this is all, everyone. We're actually like, this is a concert. You're gonna sit there and see a whole performance on a stage, like full out concert. Dope, dope. That sounds cool. That's, cool. that's really so exciting. How can people win. be a part of it? How can they be in the audience? Um, they can watch. It's gonna be on YouTube only on Alex Sensation's YouTube page. So it's youtube.com slash Alex Sensation Music. Mm-hmm. And the show starts this Saturday, the 17th at 7 p.m. Wow. Is it is it free? It's free. What? Wow. Free. free is good to me. Yeah. <laughs> if it's free, it's for me. Yep, it's exactly. For me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's gonna be great. So. It's a free. It's a free. You know, it, 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 it's oh, so it's free to the public, but Corona's picking up the bill. Right, right. No, right. somebody got to pick it up. Right. Yeah, listen, they're, 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 pay, they're paying for everybody to watch. Yeah, You've good. been doing a lot with Corona, right? They sponsored your Rush Hour show. Yeah, happy, hour, happy Hour show, yes. Happy yes, Hour. Yes. I'm sorry. Yeah. I knew it was some kind of hour. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and and I should know the name because I was a guest on the show not too long I, ago. Listen, I don't hold well, it again, I, I, I got the better hour. My hour, you get to drink. Happy Hour, you get to drink. You know, Rush uh, Hour, you sit in traffic. Uh, Rush Hour, traffic. Yeah. Happy Hour has to do with drinks. You know, it's having fun. Well, Ralphie, yeah, I'm no. really, really amazed at like the interface that you use. I learned a lot by being a guest on your show uh, because uh, sometimes, no, true talk is like, you know, when we're doing the damn thing in the industry, we're seeing how our peers are doing it and we're, we're building, we're snowballing just to make each other better. So I yeah. do have to shout you out. Like you're using software that incorporates your sponsorship signage. You know, the yeah. guest comes in, like there were times where I was like off camera and I was like, oh my God, this is legit. Like I'm like not on camera right now. So I can like pick a book out of my nose it was perfect <laughs> you know? and then everything looks so seamless and col- colorful and beautiful is this something that you just picked up during the pandemic like I, what can I, you share with I others honestly i honestly can say i learned all this in the pandemic in a matter wow. of a week or so so you know i was sitting here during the pandemic and it's like you know what do we do there's no nightclub events there's no concert events there's no nothing and um sitting here just bored out of my mind losing my mind so i was talking to a good friend of mine by the name of juan um, who works with Corona, and he's like, yo, we need to figure out a way to just get people involved and do a whole nightclub. I was like, you can't do a nightclub. There's a pandemic. He goes, well, let's do it online. Let's do it online. So I said, okay, let's do a live stream. You know, I've seen, I've seen live streams done before, but not the full-on production and stuff like that. So I said, okay, let's, let's figure this out how we do a live stream. So we started, we do like one. And then yeah, we got a really good response. Um, our very first one, we had something like 2,000 people tune in. Wow. Um, and then we said, okay, well, let's, now let's do this more frequently. 
and we built up. And honestly, everything I learned, I learned during the pandemic. But I have to say, I learned a lot from other people. For example, I, I, I look at other DJs, you know, shout out to DJ D-Nice. That's like one of the dopest live streams on Instagram. You'll find D-Nice. I, I follow people like my man DJ Mad, DJ Flow. A lot of DJs, you know, uh, shout out to my boy Freak Yow. And I'm like, you never did. Listen, I don't know it all. So I, I pick up the phone and they go, how do you do that? Okay, how you do this? Okay, yo, YouTube, Google it. Like, how you do this? Like, yeah. I have an idea. I want to do how you... And I just basically self taught myself, you know, how to do it. And I, I, I'll say this the pandemic is the one opportunity everyone's had. You know, you always like, you always say, hey, I want to learn something, but I ain't got the time to do it. Or, I want to do something and I ain't got the time to do it. If you haven't figured it out how to learn or do what you want to do, you don't have time to do it during the pandemic, you ain't never going to do it. Like, the mm -hmm. pandemic is like, is that, that you have you have nothing but time. So if you haven't right. learned something new or try to do something you haven't had a chance to do, then you just wasted the past six months of your life. Mm. I, I'm, I'm the, that's the way I look at it. Like you I really wasted your time because also, I think being, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. No, real no, no, quick, no. I think being stuck at home also, I got into more of a, 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 I got a bigger appreciation also for DJs because it was like, I would have, you know, go on like, like a Twitch or Instagram mm -hmm. live, like with D yep. nice, but also some DJs that I had never heard of before. Yeah. And like, just have them on in the background on my TV. You know what I mean? And I, oh, yeah. I feel like we were home. So it was like, you know, you know, yeah, you could listen to like Spotify or something, but for some reason, like, let, you know, watching and listening to our live DJ set, mm -hmm. or even if it's pre-recorded, but you knew it was live when they did it. And just them just kind of giving you like their, their it's a vibe. It's a vibe. It, yeah. It's a vibe. It feels very personal. And, yeah. and, and to that, and then it's just, it's just like a good feeling. You feel like you're, you feel like you're doing something, even though you're still in your living room and your underwear. I keep saying underwear, but yeah. <laughs> I, I gotta say something. I, and, and to segue what you're saying, Jamie, and, and Ralphie, I give you crazy props because, you know, um, observing a lot of the DJs when, when, when this whole pandemic started, it was um, a very depressing time for all of us. You know what I mean? Like we were going through uh, uh, something that nobody knew what was the outcome. So everybody was nervous. Nobody knew what to do, but you were one of the ones that started alive and kept it up. A lot of people, you know, so I think that the, one of the things that said a lot about you is, is that, you know, the hard work and the dedication you put to your show. And that, that has, that has kind of transcended. Now people, when things open up, you are kind of like in the forefront because you stood alive amongst a lot of, you know, uh, sharks, let's call them, right? Like like DJs, a lot, there's a lot of sharks, but Otolito, they're like underwater now. You're like one of the ones that are todavía batallando, you know, my bad, I'm talking yeah. English. And That's okay. We understand. But, oh, but, 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 yeah, you know, but, <laughs> but it, it, and one of the things is, is that like, you know, cause, cause I'm, you know, I talk to a lot of people, labels in the industry, artists and stuff, and they're like, yo, like Ralphie is still like doing his thing. And that's like one of the things that I respect of what you've done and what you're doing. And now that you're doing like, like the shows, you know, it shows the growth. And I think this is great for all of us to see for the future that, you know, you learn on your own, but you're also trying to keep the culture alive and keep it moving. And I, and I respect that, you know, for, for what you're doing, you know what I'm saying? No, listen. That, that the the whole live stream thing has it's been like twofold, right? So it's kept me very relevant. A lot of guys relevant. had a had a hard time trying to stay relevant, 
So it's kept me relevant. Right. But I tell you, honestly, when I first started it, I literally had the mindset of I'm doing this for the people. Because a lot of people would hit me up like they're, they're going stir crazy. They're in the house. It's like, mm-hmm. I've already watched everything on Netflix. I'm tired <laughs> of Tiger King. I can't watch anything else. So it's like, okay, so let's do something fun. And, that, and I, I think that's something that separates my show from a lot of the other live streams is I'm constantly interacting with the viewers. So, right. I, you know, you guys don't see the behind the scenes, but my, you know, where I do my live stream, it looks like Spaceship Galactic. I have like three screens. I have all these mm-hmm. things. So I see all the comments and I'm, and I'm interacting with the people. You know, we, we talk to each other via the live and I'm, you know, they'll type something to me and I respond right back. And it's that interaction that keeps people engaged, but also keeps people like, you know, yes, you could watch a pre-recorded show, but where else can you interact with somebody? And I'm constantly interacting with, you know, we talk about whatever. Right? And you have a hotline? Is it, is it like a hotline too that people could call I, in? I, I, I actually have a hotline number also. So you can call in now. The call-ins, you can't, I don't pick up the phone live, but you can leave a message and I'll play it the next day in the show. You can leave a shout out. You can leave a request. You can can leave I just call and just have some heavy breathing on for like a minute? <laughs> and you'll put that on? You'll put that on? You, you yeah. can, though, man. I'm going to air it. You, know? <laughs> you, can, you can do whatever you want, though, man. I'm going to put it on. Have, have you had any crazy kind of like messages on the hotline so far? No, nothing crazy. I do get this one person who keeps calling, asking for the same song every day. Oh, I'm my like, God. Oh, my God. What song? What song? I can't, I, you know, I, it, it, it's, it's a Latin song, and I don't remember off the top of my head, but I was like, I can't play this song. It's like an old salsa, um, uh, Siempre Alegre. It's like, it's like, like who wants to hear that every day? Like, every day? Every day? That's because that person's going, Alegre. Maybe he, yeah, like, I'm thinks a, of his ex or something, or that's, yeah, like, the song I, he has his side piece. I, I, I don't know. I, 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 think somebody try, I think somebody try to get the royalty checked up. Then it's like, yo, the more time you play it, the bigger the royalties. <laughs> the oh, publishing no. rights. Yeah, right? Oh, Ralphie. Crazy. Ralphie. Growing yeah. up in the 70s and 80s, man. <laughs> yo, this guy is... <laughs> the way he acts is... Like, like, get ready. Get ready. Get ready. <laughs> All right. Dollar, Frank, Frank. Frank, go ahead, Frank. That, I'm, I'm going ahead here, man. But growing up in the 70s and 80s, I saw your dad's name, like, on all the album covers. Ralph, Ralph Mercado presents. And, uh, like... I don't know, man. When I saw your name, I was like, because it hit me, man. I saw your name like on all the, uh, my father's like, you know, album collection. Tell us how, you know, like, I don't want to start name dropping, but tell us who your dad was, man. Your dad is like a staple. I heard your father's name on Polito Vega, like every week. Tell us who your dad was. He's a staple in the Latino culture. So my father, to give it some relevance, is they say he's the Barry Gordy slash Quincy Jones of the Latin music industry. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's that's perfect. He's yeah, a Barry Gordy slash Quincy Jones. He is no billboard. So it's funny. When they started doing the Latin billboards, the very first Lifetime Achievement Award they ever gave was to my father. Yeah. And, wow. And they said they named him the man that took salsa from New York to the world. Oh, I love wow. Hold on. Ralphie, billboard yeah. said... Your father was the entrepreneur who took salsa from New York to the world. Yes. <laughs> Basically, that's... Hey, hey, look, by the way, I don't want to start name dropping. Celia Cruz, Fania, Tito, Ro- Tito Puente, La India, Mark Anthony, Rey Barreto. I can keep on going. Hey, I like. I don't want to drop names, but I'm going to drop like 20 names. <laughs> I have to, man. It's, it's, that, it's that big. These are, the, these are icons, Wait, wait, wait. wait, wait. I'll, I'll give you a name you didn't know. James Brown. Oh, <laughs> shit. So, Wait, for, 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 so, okay, so let's more. go back. So let's go back. My father's known for the Latin scene. 
But before he actually got involved in Latin scene, he actually started as a promoter in the R&B world. And he used to do shows with The Temptations, The Delphonics, and all that stuff. Wow. And, for a small, and for a small period of time, he actually managed James Brown. Wow. He was actually the first person to take James Brown to Puerto Rico. Mm. Interesting. Holy and, then, and then he started getting into the Latin world. He used to do a show at, um, at the convention center. It was called Showstoppers. And Showstoppers, he would take a Latin act and an R&B act. So one day you might go see Ruben Blade and The Temptations. You would see like <laughs> Celia Cruz and, 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 and you know, another big R&B act. And it was called Showstoppers. It was a big thing. And they used to sell out the convention center. Wow. Here we go. Well, somebody made that a Netflix documentary. I have to say, I have I to say, it. I have to say to that, um, add that I, I think one of the my one of the uh, my, my when I was younger, I said I, I met uh, Ralph Mercado, and I have to say that he's one of my inspirations when it comes to doing events and 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 bringing the culture. Like he said, he, he took salsa to the world. I think we we as as a culture have a lot to give, but and you need to have those kind of people that can see the future. And he's yes. he was one of those guys that that saw that, and 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 that's why I think you know all of us have that. We have all, Rafi Mercado and all of us. All of us yeah. they like salsa, they like merengue, whatever. Like yeah. it's all in us. You know what I'm saying? So I I, I respect you know all, I get goosebumps every time because I think. I won't be here if it wasn't because of him. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Oh. Respect, respect to Ralph McConnell. Yes, sir. Yeah, he, he, he did a lot. You know, he went from R&B, then he went to the salsa world. You know, he did a lot of management uh, with the final All Stars. He, he managed, he managed Hector Lavoe. He what? managed wow. Eddie Palmieri. He managed Ray Barreto. Wow. You know, he managed almost all, all the final All Stars he managed. And then in the 80s, he decided to open his own label, uh, RMM, which actually a lot of people don't know. RMM, the very first single that was put on RMM was a merengue record. I didn't mm. salsa, it was a merengue record. Which one? Uh, By who? Um, uh, oh, man. This is, uh, I'm mad at myself. What are you know on it, the spot? I, 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 I know it. Um, oh, I, give me a second. It's okay. Come back it'll to come to you. It'll come it, to you. It'll come back to me. Um, so he put the first single out was a merengue record. Then he started signing salsa artists. The first salsa artist he signed was Jose Alberto Canario. Wow. But that wasn't the first album he released. The first album, full album he released was Tito Nieves. Mm. Tito Nieves first went solo. Um, then he followed up with, you know, great artists like uh, Chel Feliciano and Celia Cruz and Tito Puente. Like you guys said, Domingo Quinones, Rey Sepúlveda, Johnny Rivera, Michael Damn. Stewart, La India, uh, Mark Anthony. Um, at, one, at one point, I mean, RMM was the largest independent record label in the world. At one point, I think the total number of artists we had was like a hundred and something out, a hundred and twelve artists. Wow, a hundred and twelve artists, everything ranging from bachata to merengue to even reggaeton. I mean, wow. before reggaeton was known, you know, my, my father had signed Mikey Perfecto and, and these guys, you know, Bimbo and all these guys were signed to RMM before this whole reggaeton explosion came on on the scene. So you know, definitely, um, definitely, you know, a pioneer and just he, he was a great visionary. He had a vision. He had a vision for everything, and sometimes people didn't understand or see the vision. But he always had a vision on how to grow uh, the Latino industry. So as like a youngin being around all of this, I mean, one would assume that it was the Kickstarter to your music career. Um, but I would like to know, do you have any vivid experiences of being around these artists? Any stories that you could share with us? Because these are iconic names that we love. 
so it's 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 funny because a lot of people are like, oh, what was it like? Was like I'm like, to me because I was born in it. I was like, oh, that's just Mark. Like, it's Mark. You know? <laughs> like, like, like you know, like I, like, oh, it's Tito, man. Yeah, I mean, listen. Let, let me tell you, let me tell you how, and let me let me put it into perspective. Most people, if you're, and I'm not trying to talk religion, but if you're a Catholic or or Christian, you know, family, you get baptized in a church. I got baptized in a nightclub. Literally. <laughs> they brought the priest. Oh, I've been baptized there too, boo. Okay, go get it to me. Back in the day, you know, splashy, splashy. <laughs> no, I have the pictures and the video of this. They literally brought Por Dios. <laughs> You go to hell. You go to hell. I'm gonna enjoy the ride then, pills. Join me. Oh, Listen, she's she's working on what level. She's working on what level she's going to right now. She's working on level. But yeah, so they brought the priest and the holy water to the club. There's a, there's a whole video of this. We have a picture of the video. True story. So true story. You true story. Uh, true story. Uh, I, 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 when we're done, I'm gonna send you the picture. And you see, you know, the, the, the holy water, the whole thing with the priest there, with my mother, my father. My godmother and my sixteen godfathers. Let's start there. And, then, <laughs> and in the background, and in the background, there's Tito Puente and Celia Cruz performing. Oh, <laughs> you know, that's that's how that's how I was born into the industry. I'm like, you know, what do you think is gonna happen? Of course, I'm that is incredible. Did you have like DJ Bautizo on the one and twos at the party? Like, <laughs> actually, 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 you know, now you say it's funny. I think Eddie Batiste was the DJ. Wow. Oh my god. Yep. Yep. So, yeah. so wait a minute. True or false? You were supposed to be a lawyer. Okay. What? So what? You went from sending so, people to jail to sending people to the dance floor. I don't. Right. So, so <laughs> I, 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 I went to college. I went to college, and I, you know, I kind of wanted to go to law school. I wanted to be a lawyer. My father, my father really wanted me to be a lawyer, because um, for his own agenda, he's. The way he thought about it, he was paying too much in lawyer fees. So he's like, if I come through college because of lawyer, cut off <laughs> Oh yeah, hold on. He I told you, a visionary, visionary. Um, mm. and I and I did, I technically did four years of college, um, just different colleges each year. Mm. I went from Boston College to Boston you University, to Florida University, to NYU. Yeah, you yeah. the club hopping, yeah. college hopping. It's a thing. Yeah. My, fa my father said it was the most expensive vacation I ever took in my life. <laughs> Which were the schools? Could you tell us? Where'd you go on tour? Boston, what was Boston your college, college tour like? Boston College, Boston University, Fordham University, NYU. Rachel, wow. Rachel went to all of those when a different... <laughs> yeah, but not as a student. Um, no, that's fascinating. So keep so going. I, 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 was, I was a both... I, so I went pre-law, but at that time I had just really started DJing, getting into DJing. So I would go to school in Boston and drive back every weekend to DJ nightclub in New York. And I'd wow. come drive down Friday, DJ the weekend, drive back, back and forth every weekend. And listen, yeah, education is key, but school was not for me. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and it was also hard at that time. Listen, I'm I'm 18 years old, I'm making like two thousand dollars a week in a club. You know, I hear you know, like like you want me to hit some books. I'm making two grand a week. Like, like. Did you have yes. a, a different DJ name back then? Yes, I did. I I, I was notoriously known as DJ Wreck. Oh yeah. snap! Yeah, yeah. I was gonna I was gonna set up a question. I mean, uh, 
segue for this and Jamie just went. So you had a name. <laughs> I had a good one. But he so just threw it. What happened was I started DJing actually in high school. I was 16. And the first club I ever did was a club in Lodi, New Jersey called the Soundgarden. And they used to have teen, teen, teen nights. And I DJed. So then I got the gig DJing. Um, one of my godfathers was Paco Navarro. And Paco knew the owner. So he said, listen, my, my, my godson wants to DJ, blah, blah, blah. So he got me the gig. So I'm sitting there with my friends. I'm like, I need a name. Because everybody back then had cool names. Yeah, Funkmaster Flex. And everybody had their names. Nobody used, nobody used their real names. So I was like, I need a name. Like, what's going to be my name? So my boy goes, rep. And, we, and, and it, literally, it was literally just like that. <laughs> literally just like that. And we just took it and ran with it. But it also, you know, for me, it served a, a different purpose. Because when I first started DJing, I was more of an urban DJ than a Latin DJ. Because it was something I was very passionate about. But I also wanted to make it on my own merits. I don't want to use my... I've always been like that. I never want to use my father's name to get somewhere in life. I want to make it on my own merits. So that's so why I never used his name. And I always said it's DJ Rec because... I, if I was going to make it, I want the people to say, I made it on my own, not because that of That is so admirable. So, yeah. Yeah. So it was wrecked for a while. And then I grew up. I hit my 30s. I'm like, I can't, I can't be wrecked anymore. I'm, I'm a grown-ass man. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm a grown-ass man. But then I, just, I, I, I did a whole rebrand. I, I had taken some time off. Um, I stopped DJing once my father, unfortunately, got sick from cancer. And I uh, got more involved with him in running the business. I was involved with him uh, running certain things. But when he got sick, I... You know, stopped DJing, took on full responsibilities of running, you know, the publishing company, the marketing company, the concert company. We had a nightclub. We had three restaurants. So I was like, I ain't, I ain't got time to DJ shit. I ain't, wow. I ain't DJ. You know, the only thing I'm a DJ is my pillow in my bed at night. <laughs> <You know? laughs> but let me tell you something. You know, during that whole experience, it, it gave me a whole different appreciation. Because, you know, growing up, he's just my father. You know, yes, I knew who he was and what he meant. But you don't realize. And then when all that stuff was on my shoulder was like how the hell does he do all this mm. like how did he do like i said there sometimes i'm like yo there's no days off it's like you know you got a nightclub you got three restaurants you got this you got that we're doing concerts i'm flying all over the world crying on the country and i'm like i'm like how the hell wow you know, so it, it, it really it really gave me appreciation for 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 what he built and how and how you you know did it for so many years i mean that shit ain't easy like, mm. that's did you guys ever have that talk? You know, you said your father got sick. Uh, uh, like, was there a transitional period? Or did he, like, just say, here are the keys? You know, how did that transition happen for you? There was no real transition period. Um, his getting sick was very abrupt. Um, so sorry. It was literally, it was literally when, well, he didn't pass right away. Um, but the period where he got sick was very abrupt. Literally, like, one day the next, he was in the hospital. Um, so I literally just, you know, I went to go see him um, and I told him, I said, listen, I'm going to stop what I do. Because I knew the business. I was, I was involved, you know, with the businesses, just not, you know, handling day to day because I, I was doing my own thing. I was doing, you know, I was, I was DJing, I was producing at the time, you know, I, I was a Grammy nominated producer. I was doing a lot of music. So I, I would come in whenever he needed my help or if it was a big project, he worked, you know, he didn't trust nobody else to do, he'd call me. So, I, I, you know, I'd be back and forth, but I wasn't doing it day to day because, you know, he, he was there. He didn't, he, he didn't need me. Um, so then, you know, when he got sick, I told him, I said, listen, I'm going to stop everything I'm doing. I'm going to come help you out. Don't worry. I got to take care of it. I didn't want him to worry about the business. I know how he is. Man, a workaholic. So I'm like, listen, just focus on yourself and getting better. And I'll just, and I had to just dive in and 
I learned a lot of stuff the hard way. I'll say that. I learned a lot of stuff the hard way, but, you know, better for it. And you're still out there running the businesses. I'm still out there, you know, doing the best I can. <laughs> doing the best I can, you know. Right. Still still have the, you know, concert and events company. Still doing the marketing. Um, we don't have the label anymore. He actually had sold the label in the early 2000s, even prior to him getting sick, he had sold the label. Um, while he was sick, we, we sold the publishing company. And um, yeah, just, you know, out here just trying to keep the name and, and the music alive. Right. Incredible. And also practicing your salsa because we also, I heard this from a, from a, from a little Franny, I mean, a little birdie told huh? me that you are a professional salsa dancer. <laughs> okay, so, so I'm gonna say this. I'm, I'm, I, I am, I am, I'm, I'm fairly young for my, for, you know, for what people think I am, I'm fairly young. I've retired from more careers in my, in my, in my, <laughs> than most people do in five lifetimes. So let's start. My very first job was, I was actually a childhood actor. What? I was a childhood, yeah, I, I started acting at three years old. I, I, I did, um, I did TV, I did TV commercials, I did TV shows and commercials for seven years. <laughs> So wow! Wait, I know this about you. I feel like I read up on you before. You did this. Was this for Sesame Street? What? So so, so Sesame Street was one of the shows. I was a regular for five years on Sesame Street. Yeah. I also did a Johnson Johnson commercials. I did a episode of Miami Vice. I did a couple things. Wait, so you knew Oscar the Grouch? Was he really like a Grouch in person? (laughs) Yo, let me tell you something. That green mofo. Let me. (laughs) Oh my God! Feel that Sesame Street tea. Oh my God, that's like a dream come true for most kids, Ralphie. Do you remember yeah. anything about Sesame Street? Can you tell me how actually, to get to Sesame Street? Oh my God. Actually, yes, actually, actually, yes I, I can. You go, you go right down 9th Avenue, right? You go somewhere, I think, I think it's on uh, 58th Street. That's what the Street is. Yeah, but I, I did it for some reason. Actually, um, one of the regulars, there was two regulars at that time for that many years. It was myself and Tatiana Ali, who went on to go do Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Hi. Wow. So, yeah. so yeah, I did that for several years, then I stopped doing that. Um, then I then I got into, you know, my mother used to be a dancer. My mother was a dancer. Um, so she taught me how to dance. I would, I, I would say, I, I knew how to dance before I knew how to walk. Um, so then, I, so then I went on and, and I did a couple, you know, I did professional dancing for a little bit. And yeah, and then I've, I've done DJing, I've done producing, I've produced off-Broadway plays, I've produced wow. music, I've, I've, I've done a lot of things, yeah. Yeah. And you're a family man. You have a and family. I'm a, and I'm a family happily married for 11 years now. What? My, my, yeah, yeah, yeah. Happily married for 11 years to my best friend. Um, oh. and, and we have three beautiful kids. Uh, we have a 17-year-old daughter, 11-year-old daughter, and a four-year-old son. Wow. wow. Hands full. Wow. Oh, yeah. And it's a spectrum with these kids. You know, they're all in different phases. So, you know, I, listen. I, I do nothing. She handles all that. That's because <laughs> Lord knows, I, I, oof, nah, Daddy, Daddy wouldn't know what to do. My son comes to me sometimes, Dad. I think like, I don't know. Ask your mother. I, don't know. <laughs> I have no answers. I have no answers. Well, you know? back in Sesame Street, we used to. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, Daddy, my life's all turned. How many times? I don't know. Right. <laughs> well, Mr. Snuffleupagus <laughs> would do as follows. Okay. <laughs> Down. Um. Like, so. You know, listen, 
Send the second tree, I can call Big Bird. That's about it. That's all I can do. <laughs> you met these puppets. I really can't believe you met them. That's like a dream come true. I, I said before for kids, but actually for me too. And I'm adults. I'm an adult. So I'd love to do something like that. Yo, so I need to know right now with all of this in your past and everything you're working on currently, what lies ahead in the future for Ralphie Mercado III, three Roman, Roman numerals after his name? Mm. <laughs> she pulled it out <laughs> anyway, even though she listen, was listen, listen, listen. <laughs> like, no, that sounds so nice. No, wait, wait, here's the thing: a lot of people get confused. So a lot of people call me Junior because a lot of people don't know that I'm technically the third. What happened was my father was Junior. Unfortunately, my grandfather had passed away. My father was a young teenager, so a lot of people in the industry never knew that you know my father was a Junior. Everyone just called him Ralph McCardo. So when I'm born, everybody assumes that I'm a Junior, but I'm not. I'm the third. Third, number three. What yeah, happens when you're the third junior? Are you junior, junior, junior? Or that's it? You can't rock junior. All, 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 I, all, I, all I get is three capital I's and a good luck, son. <laughs> uh, yeah, but I, as I said earlier, Roman numerals are very special. You know what I'm that, saying? Okay, can I, can I have you talk to my wife? Okay. Because <laughs> no, I'm going to tell you what. Our, our son was born and I was going to name him the fourth. Junior, junior, and, junior, junior? I, 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 she's like, no. Nah. She's like, she's like, nah. she goes, this shit got to stop. This shit got to oh. stop at some point. She said, no, it's not going to be no IV after his name. No. Okay. So, They're kids, not Super Bowls. So my son's name is Ethan Ralph Medicado. We give him the middle name. So we compromise. So it's in there somewhere. Uh, All right. Well, stop beating around the bush. What lies ahead in the future for Ralphie Mercado? I, I, I. Um, in the future, hopefully, just you know, just evolving the industry, the music. You know, I, I'm I'm looking to get back into the studio soon. Uh, work on a couple projects. Uh, like I said, the immediate future, we have this great concert coming up this weekend. Um, looking to produce more concerts, more shows. When willing, you know, they open these things back up, and just uh, just bring more stuff to the to to the Latino community and just help build Latinos in in, in this world. Because let me tell you something, Latinos. We're strong, man. We're strong. We 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 got a lot to offer. We have time to, you know, Main Street media and marketing recognize that. You know, we we have more buying power than any minority in the country. Yet they spend a fraction on the Latinos in marketing. Word. That's a problem. Yeah, so, you know, we got we got to figure out. And I and listen, that's why I, I'm I'm blessed to work with a great company like Corona. I do a lot of stuff for Corona, and they're starting to they they they, they get it. So you know they're starting to do a lot. And sponsor a lot of being the Latin community. I mean, listen, you see right now they're running a whole bunch of ads with Bad Bunny. You know, yeah, that's pretty dope. I mean, who else is doing that? I mean, yeah, McDonald's is also doing it now. They got Jay Balvin, so they're, they're starting to open the doors and see, like, hey, Latinos, you know, we're, we're out there and we spend money like everybody else. You better, you better cater to us because not you missed the boat. All right. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah. Well, yo, I mean, you're a culture shifter, Ralphie. You're definitely a strong proponent in getting our messages out there and sharing our stories. We thank you so much for your time and representing on the Latinos Out Loud podcast and for Latinos everywhere through music, through productions and events. Having you and Pills on the same show really mm. speaks well. That's my guy. That's my guy. That's my guy. You know, it's really I great. I mean, before we go, is there anything that you guys like want to shout out collectively, like to the DJs? Anything? Latin that you... mix. Latin mix of yours is coming back. We're go, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna definitely um, join forces in a lot. I think um, there's a few of us that bring something to the table, and I think that table needs to happen. I think we should have like the meeting of the minds and put Absolutely. together 
the kick ass. Like, you know, these big corporations do it. Why can't we do it? You know what I mean? I think we no, have we enough. I, I think we, we have en enough, enough between all of us. We all bring something. So I think it's definitely, like you said, we, we do have a big buying power. And I think with the DJs, you know, the culture is a staple to, to, our, to, to, to everything we do, you know? I think music is connected to everything. So the DJs are the connectors. You know what I mean? So, go ahead. I, 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 I've, I've been a fan of Pills for a long time. Um, Pills is a great guy, but I was a fan of Pills because of the Latin Mix Awards. And, I, and I'll say this, Latin Mix is one of the few times that the DJ community come together and appreciates each other. Mm. A lot of times, DJs are so competitive with each other mm -hmm. that you know we're always trying to outdo the other person that we don't sit back and learn to appreciate how far we've come. How far we? It's incredible. Listen, DJs are the new rock stars. Mm. You got people like you got people like Alex Sensation putting out records. You got people like Camilo selling out events. You have people like Funk like Flex. I mean, just in general, DJs. What would whether it be David Guetta or whatever you want? I mean, doing arenas. Yeah. The new rock stars. But a lot of times we're so busy trying to one-up each other, which is great because it helps push us to try hard and go further. But we don't get the chance to sit back and say, wow, look what we did. And Latin Mix actually helps us do that. So, you know, I, I always thank Pills for coming up with a concept of Latin Mix and doing that for the DJs because it's the one, it's the one time a year that we all, you know, we ain't competing. Everyone's there to show love and we just show love to each other and really, you know, just big each other up. And, and mm. it's really needed. It's really needed in that community. Yeah. That respect. is beautiful, you guys. Well, long live Latin Mix and long live RMM, your father's legacy. We Thank will you. do our part to keep the legacy alive. We keep right. playing that music, don't we? I yeah, clean right. my apartment right. to all that music. Like, right. it's just, yeah. salsa, merengue, los clásicos, they will oh, never yeah. die. It, it folds into what Pills was saying. Music is a pillar of us being Latinos. And we do have to keep that concerted effort to keep it alive. So shout out to you, Ralphie. Thank, Thank you, you so Ralphie. much for your time. One time you, for guys. Ralphie Thank Mercado. You. Thank you, brother. Woohoo! <laughs> no, thank you guys for having me. I had a great time and I really appreciate it. And, you know, keep it up. The podcast is excellent, excellent, excellent. I love it. Thank love you, it. you so brother. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Thanks, Ralphie. There have never been more options for your next vehicle, but the right choice has never been clearer. That's because Toyota has a high-performing hybrid built for your exact needs, like the stylish all-new Camry XSE Hybrid and Venza, the spacious Highlander and all-new Sienna with more cargo space, and the fuel-efficient and high-performing RAV4 Hybrid. Toyota hybrids save you time and money, filling up less often at the gas station. And of course, all with 10-year, 150,000-mile warranty on new models. Take the next step. Visit Toyota. Toyota.com slash hybrid or your local Toyota dealership to learn more.